Next on BYU Sports Nation, more Friday night football for BYU. Late, late night Friday. The pros and cons of non-Saturday games. Head baseball coach Mike Littlewood joins us to announce the signing of an All-American baseball player, and we'll talk to that recruit. Plus, BYU head basketball coach Dave Rose back in Studio B. The biggest challenge he faces in replacing assistant coach Mark Pope. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What is up, BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision on a Thursday, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. April 16th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, I hope you have your taxes turned in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with ridiculously late night television producer Jerem Jordan. Nope, I work here. But it's a big show, man. On November 6th, you will be a ridiculously late-night television producer. Oh, I get it. I didn't get you it. See you see the tie said. in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant late-night as in the show. No. Late-night. Nope. Uh, big show today. I'm really excited. Dave Rose, Mike Littlewood. Big-time baseball recruit signed. We'll, we'll, uh, Mike Littlewood's going to tell us about that guy, make that announcement. Yeah. So we're excited. Big show. It's, it's April 16th. That's the That's fantastic part about it. It's April. It's, there's always something no, going on. Listen, people ask us all the time, how do you fill the time during the summer? With stuff like this today, it's going to be fun. The conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members, new, old, wherever and however you are, tuning in are always welcome. Holler at you. What do you <laughs> think about BYU playing non-Saturday football games? We'll tell you about the San Jose State News if you haven't heard that. Use the hashtag BYUSN at David Fiso. Read it how he wrote it, Jerem. I don't care what day they play on. It's BYU football. It's good every day of the week. That's Very true. Done. There's, there's a lot of truth to that. It's destination viewing for a lot of fans. At Laser Sheep. Fine with me. Easier to get away with watching the game when my wife doesn't have errands for me to run. <laughs> if those errands are at 930 Mountain or 1130 Eastern. The struggle is real on a Saturday. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm 0 for 2, man. Good thing Would you get with the program today? I've been watching too many Mariners games. Are you in it's a funk? Go, it's not going well. Jeremy's yes. in a funk. It's not going well. <laughs> the show and with the Mariners. All Dodger Me fans. On this show. All Dodger fans laughing at Jeremy Jordan right now. <sighs> Kate Hansen, you win again. Yeah, yes, she does. Here are the rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Mountain West Conference announces their Friday night football schedule for TV. BYU at San Jose State on Friday, November sixth. At 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Oh, no. 9.30 Mountain. That's so late. I produced the postgame show, and you're on the postgame show. <laughs> We're going to be on the air at 1 a.m. Yep. Mountain. For the people. Oh, man. For the, the people. The East Coast is like, what? 3 a.m.? Hey, San Jose State going to be ranked this year? No. But there are three other opponents that are going to be ranked on BYU. That's schedule. exactly right. Nice setup. Phil Steele releases projected AP Top 25 for 2015 college football. Three different BYU opponents in, those, uh, in that ranking. Number 11, UCLA. 19, Missouri. 23, Boise State. Nebraska, Michigan, obviously. Nowhere to be seen on that. But three in the Top 25. That'd so be if, nice. Yeah. So Again, that was one of my big arguments for UCLA being the best road trip this year. It's the Rose it's the, Bowl. It's Southern California. Could be and, the best opponent. And it... Looks like it'll be the highest ranked opponent. Let's let's let Missouri play it out. Let's let Boise State play it out. Yeah. I, I think when BYU plays Missouri, they may be ranked pretty high. We'll see. Jimmer Fredette and the New Orleans Pelicans in the NBA playoffs for That's the first time in four years. 
the Pelican is still a thing. Jimmy's going to the playoffs back to back years. He was with the Bulls somehow. Oh, last that's right. Year, remember, he, he did go to the playoffs mm-hmm. last year. Technically, it went to the playoffs. They beat the San Antonio Spurs last night. Hashtag free Jimmer. Seriously. <laughs> Please. Let it's, him play. No. That's uh, that's frustrating. <laughs> it's really frustrating. Uh, something not so frustrating. More sports on BYU TV today. Doubleheader against Southern Utah, assuming the weather holds up. 6 Eastern time, live on BYU TV. Tuesday, uh, that game was rescheduled with Weber State. So hopefully they get the doubleheader in uh, tonight. 6 Eastern time, plan on it. How do you say rise and shout in Portuguese, Jerem? I don't know. You look that up, because we're going to use it one day. Okay. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Friday night, check that. Saturday morning football. The Mountain West Conference released its national Friday night television package for the 2015 college football season yesterday. In that release, the date, kickoff time, and network announced for the BYU at San Jose State game on November 6th. As we just alluded to, Friday night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 Mountain, on CBS Sports Network. The Whiff. 11.30 Eastern (laughs) on a Friday night, man. And on CBS Sports Network. Again, I'll repeat what I said in the uh, U.S. Sports Nation in a minute. Find the dude in your ward that has that channel. Yeah. And you'll enjoy. Countdown to kickoff. Live at 10.30 Eastern that night. We'll get you ready. I guarantee Spencer Linton will be there. Countdown to kickoff live at 10.30 Eastern. <laughs> 8.30 Mountain. It's going to be a... F- hey, it's a Friday night. We're all, we're all hanging out. It'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, the post-game show will bleed into... We'll just do a 10-hour post-game show, take you all the way into Saturday morning. If you're, if you're on the East Coast and like watch the whole game, your bedtime will be around 3.30 or 4 in the morning. There are there are lots of people that will do that. That is so there, late. There are on the East Coast. The Cougar fans will watch that whole game. It's late, yes, but it's not a brand new thing for this BYU program. Okay, think about BYU Hawaii in the old whack days. That that is this game. Okay, it's inconvenient. <laughs> it's true. If it, but on a Saturday, and that was that would bleed into Sunday. Yeah. So perhaps that's a pro of this is it bleeds in it doesn't bleed into Sunday it, Just it bleeds sleep into Saturday. In Saturday. Yeah. Someone else can clean the church that week. It's inconvenient for a fan and for the teams involved because it's so late, but is it really that bad? I mean, do the pros no, no. of non-Saturday games outweigh the cons? Let's discuss, Jerem. So not this game per se, but generally speaking. Take, yeah, take okay, this take this game out of the mix okay. because this is the exception. Okay, the San Jose State game is the exception. Thank when- you, Mountain West, for that. Yeah. BYU chose to play Mountain West teams and on the road, so this was a possibility. You should still just blame it on the Mountain West. And some people don't understand. BYU can only control home games with ESPN. Road games, it's up to that conference or school if it's Notre Dame. Correct. If you remember, BYU at Utah State a few years ago on CBS Sports Network. Last year at Middle Tennessee State was CBS Sports Network. I mean, it happens. The national okay. Here are the pros. The national spotlight is usually brighter, shine bright on like a, a non-Saturday game because you are not competing against yes. seven hundred and seventeen other games. You can get your highlights on Sports Center. Sports Center will likely show BYU San Jose State highlights. Yes, if you do something big, your highlights are more likely to hit the air on Sports Center and on Fox Sports and all those national programs. Okay, as a fan, it's awesome because. You can watch all of the other Saturday games without having to worry about BYU. Super selfish reason. We end up working on Saturdays and a really long day on Saturdays. It's nice to catch the other games. 
It's nice to do other things. Hang out with Familia on a Saturday. So I, I like Friday games. Thursday are a little harder, but Friday I like a lot. Okay, National Spotlight. You can own the night. Nostris Nocturnus. And as a fan, it's, it's fantastic. What about the cons? Well, from the team perspective, you have at least one day less. One day less. Nice. BYU Sports Nation, the musical, coming later this summer. Depending on whether or not it's a Thursday or Friday game. If it's a Thursday game and it's on the road, ooh. That's really tough. At UCF was tough. BYU was trying to prepare for that this year with a new quarterback. Teams that Had that game been played on Saturday, maybe BYU wins it. Who knows? Seriously. Yeah. Teams that practice on Sunday complain about Thursday games. BYU does not practice on Sunday. It's just part of the deal. BYU chooses not to practice or prepare on Sunday. So... One day less, make it two days less in the case of a you know, Thursday and Friday. That's tough. Yeah, They're so travel logistically... day, not practicing Sunday. It's tough. It really is tough. Although BYU and road Friday, ga- road Friday games in Independence, 2-1. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take it. Now, the other con is this. You go head-to-head with high school football on Friday night. Not that late. Which could, for San Jose State, <laughs> it's an advantage because you can finish with the high school games, come home and watch it. Recruits can watch BYU that <laughs> night, seriously. Now, on other Friday nights, when you kick off at 6 or 7, you go head-to-head with high school football, and perhaps some eyes of recruits that could see your game are playing football. I just thought of this. If I'm a recruit and it's Friday night, I'm not watching football. I'm hanging out with my friends and my girlfriend or whatever. I'll watch it Saturday on DVR. But That's you're watching SportsCenter after the game with your girlfriend, and if BYU does something big, that'd be nice. then you're going to hear yeah. about it or you're going to see it. Okay, okay. I, I get you. Yeah. yeah. Well, those are the pros and the cons that we have come up with. The game will still be on when they get home from hanging out against San Jose State. <laughs> <laughs> Generally speaking, they're probably going head-to-head. Now, if you're on the East Coast and you're watching BYU-San Jose State with your girlfriend, take her home! It's too late! <laughs> <laughs> to apologize. Yes. Her father will bring out his shotgun. At uh, Witty70 one of our members of BYU Sports Nation says this. Not a real fan of Friday night games, especially when I have conflicts with high school football games. Hashtag kids come first. So yeah. That's, yeah, but that's for part of the people, right? I, the numbers are bigger when BYU plays. Uh, DVR. On, yeah, on Thursdays and Fridays. They have really big numbers. Remember what we said a couple weeks ago? There was a meeting before BYU was in Independence at ESPN, and they said, what college football teams do we care the most about? What are the five? And BYU was one of those five. Now that they're... In Independence and try and get games set up that way, they have BYU in mind, even if the game's on CBS Sports Network. Thursday, but, but generally speaking, yeah. these games are going to be on ESPN Thursdays and Fridays. Thursday-Friday games are a prevalent part of BYU football, especially these days in Independence, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Ja. 3.8 the last four seasons, BYU's averaged 3.8 non-Saturday regular season games. Let's rewind and uh, go back in the time machine here. BYU played in the Mountain West. They were playing Thursday games. It was annoying. The Mountain was created. BYU thought this would be great. The whole Mountain West did. They were duped into that Ponzi scheme known as the Mountain. Wow, the- a Ponzi scheme? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> The, Bernie Madoff. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then BYU was playing Saturday games in the afternoons, and it was nice, right? But no one was seeing it. So then BYU goes independent and says, you know what? We need to be on ESPN, even if that's Thursday, Friday games occasionally. And when we say occasionally, of the regular season games, BYU's averaging about four. Last year had five non-Saturday games. You know Exposure I, is that important to BYU. You know what I took from all that? 
Blaine Bernie Madoff for the Mountain Television <laughs> Network. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Thursday, Friday games are commonplace now for BYU. When you're playing an average of almost four. A third like, of your schedule in the regular season. That's part of the price of going independent, but to put your team on national television. The only time it really, really, really stinks is when you're playing a game at UCF like that. Granted, BYU played a Friday game before, so they could have prepped Saturday, and they did, albeit General Conference Saturday, but they prepped. Don't practice Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, travel Wednesday, play Thursday. That was the week after Taysom Hill got injured. That was the worst possible time ever to play a Thursday East Coast game. Game number one for 2015, however, on a Saturday. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 142. 142 days away from Saturday, September 5th, BYU at Nebraska, the red and blue clash at Lincoln Memorial Stadium in Nebraska. And yesterday was Jackie Robinson Day in Major League Baseball, 42. So here we are at 142 the next day with the countdown. Nice time. This is all tied in somehow. (laughs) Oh, What do you think about BYU playing non-Saturday football games? I feel like we should go to the Twitter machine. At Tasha Lynn 19, I don't care what day they play, but I am one of those crotchety old people <laughs> who hates late night starts. 9.30 p.m. equals ridiculous. Hey, Tasha, you should commiserate with this guy. It's not in the afternoons anymore. Seriously, get together, yep. tailgate, share war stories about how you have to stay up late. Yep. If people are <laughs> unfamiliar, it was a Cougar Club function up in Salt Lake, the, uh, the bash, the preseason bash. Can we play that one more time? This, this guy was not happy about the games being late at night. It's not in the afternoons anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're not in the afternoon anymore. 11.30 Eastern, BYU and San Jose State. That guy's not staying up to watch that game. No, I can promise you that. Yeah. DVR, man. Watch it on Saturday morning. <laughs> at Twiggy or Stone. I guess I do not mind the day so much as the time they start. When work comes at 5 a.m., a late night game stinks. Are you working at 5 a.m. on Saturday, though? Wow, that's tough. Holy cow. That's real tough. Just stay up, dude. <laughs> Just sleep all day Friday, watch the game, stay up, and go to If work. you're off Twitter and you don't text anybody, you could maybe pull that off via DVR the next day. It's tough. It's so difficult in our day and age to not watch a game real time. I can't, it's I can't do it with BYU. Almost, or, I know. It's impossible. It really BYU is. basketball and football. It's, yeah. Plus, I love being on Twitter during a game. It's a fun experience with the fans. Yeah. Except for the Pepperdine game on the road. <laughs> Don't bring up that horrible, horrible memory. The Gonzaga game was awesome. Oh, Mike Littlewood joins us next. The BYU baseball coach in Studio B for his weekly conversation. And today he comes with a gift for all of us. Hashtag All America. This is BYU Sports Nation. Hashtag Boomstick. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. 6 Eastern time tonight on BYU TV. The Cougars take on Southern Utah. It's a doubleheader, so check it out. The people have answered our call for a Portuguese rise and shout, Jeremy. I'll at, take this one. At SC Brian 14. He says, Ergi Igrici. Doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. That's exactly right. <laughs> I, I, I love Portuguese, but it has a little uh, German feel to it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, mine, Why are you yelling at me? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, but thank you. At SEBrian14, a member of BYU Sports Nation, join us using the hashtag BYUS. And our Twitter question today is, 
How do you feel about non-Saturday BYU football games? At C. Murphy Pro says, I'm great with it. Play games on Monday, and we'll make it family-home evening. We did it at the Miami Beach Bowl, right? Monday afternoon. That, that, was, that was a Monday game. The, uh, the activity at the end was interesting for that one. <laughs> oh. They weren't homemade popsicles, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that is true. Uh, transition now <laughs> to Mike Littlewood, BYU baseball coach, making his weekly stop in Studio B. It's National High Five Day, Coach. Is it really? It Give sure him, is. Give yeah. Him a high five. Absolutely. Boom. Yeah. That's how we get it going in Studio B. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you uh, you joined the Twitter conversation yesterday when we were talking to Colton Mahoney. We learned that one of your players, Riley Gates, was really excited to play a game. One day, and Colton said it was like four hours before the game, and you amended that to six <laughs> to six hours. Can you confirm this? This actually happened. Yeah, it, it did actually happen. It was, and it was more like six. It might have been five, but it, it took me. Well, just to back up a little bit, we were bringing a recruit in that day, and we're giving him a tour of Miller Park, and we I click on the, the code in the clubhouse, and we walk in the clubhouse, and there was about twelve guys sitting there, just kind of you know lounging around, and some in shorts, some in school clothes or whatever, and I look over here and I see Riley Gates, and he's like fully decked out in his uniform already. It's like, it's like 1230, yeah, and he's a, eye black and he's a pitcher. I was wondering what's going on. It took me straight back to those days when, when you put your football uniform on and your baseball uniform the night before you play when you're in Little League. That's exactly what it was. I'm excited. I don't think he pitched that day. I mean, Riley gets to pitch like an inning a week, you know. We're working on building his, his innings, but uh, yeah, he was pretty excited. I wish all my guys would be that excited to play every day. And BYU fans are excited uh, and will be excited about this next announcement. Uh, you have an recruiting, uh, a recruiting announcement that you bring into studio today. We do. I mean, all of us in the BYU baseball family and administration, everybody's super excited to announce that Kyle Dean out of Rancho Bernardo High School in San Diego uh, signed with us yesterday morning. Um, Affleck, All-American, uh, perfect game All-American, Under Armour All-American, member of the USA baseball team. Um, as a 15-year-old and 17-year-old, I mean, he, this is a this is a first-class player, first-class class kid, and first-class family. I mean, we just we've got the whole package here, and we're we're uh, just super excited that uh, Kyle's decided to uh, join us here at BYU. He'll be here in the fall. He's a senior right now. Um, he was the first first player I talked to. He was, I think, a ninth grader going into uh, um, his sophomore year in uh, at. Uh, in San Diego and had a great conversation with him and uh, he actually committed to, to another school so we we kind of had to cut off communication for about for about a year while he was committed there but he decommitted and um, I man we're just so excited our, our players are excited our coaches are excited this is a great thing for BYU baseball big time 6'2 225 I heard about this kid when I was covering high school baseball in Southern California in local news huh. like I mean he he had he had a reputation yeah yeah uh, as a very young ball player like you said at age 15 uh, what are his specific skills that he will bring to the BYU baseball field? Well, besides besides the skill set and the, the tools he has athletically, I mean he's he's got such great experience at at high level of baseball, and um, and he plays for Sam Blaylock, one of the best. I mean, he's going on forty years coaching high school baseball. He's a legend, so he's got that like sixth sense we talk about um, in baseball. He he's going to be a coach on the field for us, but he's a five tool player. I mean he'll he he does it all on the field. He's got the potential to do it all. He was projected a year ago as a first rounder, um, and had had some hamstring and hip problems that he that he got over, and so uh, you know his draft status slipped a little bit, but he could clearly be a uh, still be a first rounder. I mean, wow. he's, he's that type of guy, and um, you know what what I like just over just getting to know Kyle over the last and his family over the last three years is is uh, we're getting a class kid too. We're getting a kid who's gonna 
to fit in, uh, not a member of the church, but I mean, lives the standards. And that's one of the reasons he wants to come here is because he likes the, he wants to thrive in this culture, in this atmosphere. And, um, you know, hopefully this does a lot to bring other great non-member players to BYU, which we need. I mean, we need a, we need a good mix. And, and um, you know, Kyle's uh, definitely going to be uh, one of those guys that's going to be an immediate impact guy in the middle of our lineup next year. And coming up, we will talk to Kyle Dean as well, uh, live from uh, San Diego. My, fir- my first thought with that is, I, I didn't know whether he was LDS or not, is BYU typically doesn't get... Uh, members of other faiths that are all Americans. Yeah. How did how did you get him to come to BYU? Well, Kyle's father went to BYU, um, and so there's that there's that little bit of a you know his dad knew a little bit about it, and, and I think he's got he's got some family here. Stuart Dean, his uncle, uh, for Nuvi, works for Nuvi here. Um, but really, those are the those are the ties right there. Um, I think he loves the mountains, loves the change of believe it or not. I I sent him a text of the the snow one like. <laughs> And I'm like, you sure you, you, you sure, sure you want to come into this? And he goes, I love it, you know. And and it was just so happened that it snowed in San Diego that day. Just the one time in ten years it snowed. So he he likes that. I mean, I, he's not caught up in I've got to be at uh, I've got to be at Arizona. But believe me, if he wanted to go to LSU or uh, Miami or Florida or anywhere in the country, he could have done that. Uh, Texas. I mean, it didn't matter. Everybody was recruiting him. Uh, but I I like the fact that guys have enough confidence to say I want to go in and help help a team get to the next level. And that was really our recruiting push with Kyle is you're going to be good. You're going to make the big leagues if you keep developing. And uh, he put him and his family put their trust in us as a coaching staff and surrounding players to help him develop and get to that next level, which we've done for 20 years, get guys to pro ball. And um, But I, I like the fact that he's going to come in and wants to help us. Um, our players, returning players, um, have, have developed great relationships with him. So they're they're excited, and he's going to be a great fit. He's not just with the team, but at BYU. He, this, this is a class kid, class family. You take two of three at LMU, tied for fifth in the West Coast Conference, uh, one game back of fourth. How dialed in is Kyle with what's happening with BYU baseball right now? Uh, I, he's very dialed in, watches every game on, on BYU TV. And uh, honestly, the games at, at San Diego when we just got boat raced was, was not good for us. And uh, I think it gave Kyle some doubts, honestly. And as it should have, I mean, nobody wants to lose. And Kyle wants to win. That's the one thing. As well as everybody on our team, we finally ha- have that culture now where everybody wants to go on the field and win every single day. And that's, that's so huge. You think about, well, they're on a team. They're going to want to win. That's not always the, the case. Uh, you got, you, you got a lot of guys sometimes that go through the motions. And I don't think one, we have one guy right now on our team that's going through the motions. And uh, Kyle, I think, feels that. He knows our commitment. He knows the administration's commitment to making this program you know, an elite level program, top 20 in the country. That's what we want to do. And if, you know, if you're not thinking Omaha when you walk in Miller Park, then you're not thinking the right way because um, I never, when I went down to Dixie and took over a 22 and 26 team from Bruce Hurst, um, that we thought we'd get to the World Series and we, we did it in two years and we won it, you know, about seven or eight years later. Ooh. Sky's the limit. You just never know if you just kind of put the work in and go out and, and, and uh, we need, you need good players. It's not all coaching, believe me. You need good players. Um, but Kyle's kind of the, the, the center of that. I mean, we can build our program around a guy like that. And you get the 10 other guys that we've got coming in, great athletes that, that will be here. Our first full recruiting class of 10 guys going to be on campus in, in the fall. Uh, we, we love where the program's going. So there's still a chance he can be drafted uh, and then go pro. <laughs> yeah. where, how, how does that work? And, and how do you get a commitment from a guy to – because if he comes here, he's got to stay three yeah. seasons. Yeah, he's got to stay three years or until he's 21. So return missionary, that's why Chauncey was able to – Tanner Chauncey was able to get drafted last year. He was 
21, uh, was drafted on his mission. So that's kind of an interesting dynamic as well with, with BYU. But, uh, yeah, there's always a chance. I mean, my son was the same way. Marcus was the same way. He, he, he had kind of the same credentials as Kyle did going in and um, had, had committed to San Diego, signed a letter of intent to San Diego, and uh, ended up being drafted 67th pick overall and ended up signing. That's the fear we have with, with Kyle. But, um, you know, I told Kyle and his parents, we're not going to get involved in that. Um, it's, uh, it's between their family and whoever is advising them. It's up to those guys, and whatever's best for their family, we know they'll do. I know, I know that I, I don't think that Kyle will, will sign if it's not top 25 pick type money, um, life-changing money. And so I think we're pretty, you know, we're pretty safe in that regard. But if he is the 20th pick and he's being offered 1.5 to 2 million, I mean, we're going to stay out of that. We're not going to try to go sell him because he knows how much we want him here and, and what BYU can do. It's, that's just a, a kind of a family decision after kind of being through that personally. It's he, good to be in this predicament, though. Yeah, right? he's absolutely. So good that yeah. can happen. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. We want, and, and I can tell you, without naming names, I mean, we've got another guy with, with similar credentials in the, in the junior class. Uh, at a different position, a key position that uh, has already committed to us. And so, um, you know, you kind of see those guys going on uh, as well as, I mean, there's always guys that are going to play up to that level, even though they don't have the credentials. And I feel like we've got some really good, whether bloodlines or, or just athletes that are going to be coming in uh, that I think people will be really, really excited about in, in the fall. What's your number one sell as a recruiter for BYU baseball? Well, I think one for the where we're going, the the, uh, the commitment to the program. I mean, you see beautiful Miller Park and, and all the things, the great things that are going on. The commitment to the program, the, the work ethic we put in, and, um, you know, really the, the, the sky's the limit as far as potential. To the parents, it's like, why wouldn't you want your, your son or daughter to go to BYU? This is the safest place, the, 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 really the greatest place culturally that you can, that you can find. And um, you have to go look for trouble. It's out there if you want to find it. But for the most part, you're going to be on, on our team with a roster of 35 guys. You're going to be surrounded by, you know, near 35 guys that, that have the same goals and the same value system. And you're just not going to get in trouble here unless you really go search for it. Plus, academically, how can you beat BYU? I mean, it's just a tremendous, uh, a tremendous academic school. And when you come here, uh, you're going to have a great job when you get your degree. And, and so those are some of the things. But I'm signing. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Sign me up. Let's go. <laughs> I'll go another give you, four. Probably better to see if you can run better than a, what, a 5-3-5-40. Five, five, hey, uh, into I, a headwind hey, on aerated hey, grass. By the way, that, that, translate, <laughs> that translates into a – we run the 60. I don't know why in baseball. That's a 60. And a good time. Like Brandon Lund runs – his best time was a 6-3-9. So like, what, eight, eight tens over your, over your 40. But the <laughs> – not, not to rub it in. Uh, but – Colton Shaver you, runs about a seven seven five sixty, and I think your five three five forty would translate into a seven nine uh, sixty. I am so. faster Shaver. than Colton Shaver. <laughs> Colton Shaver is faster than, you. than Colton Shaver. <laughs> Better hitter, and we know that. So, <laughs> oh anyway, my goodness! I just want to throw that out just to make you feel good the rest of the day. If I win another right. four, I could do we have to have GPA. Mike Littlewood on again? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where's my I, yellow I card? Wanted, I wanted get, Mike Littlewood. I'm trying my best to get fired. I guess it's not working. Well, congratulations on that. That's big time. Yeah, uh, it's huge for us. I, among others, I imagine you have others that oh, sign. Yeah, we have, we have a class of uh, 10 or 11 guys that have already signed in, in November in the early signing period. We get an early signing period in, so no, he was in November. Later, late signing. Yeah, he, senior. he de- decommitted uh, to the previous school just a couple, like a, 10 days before. Mm. So, yeah, we went through the whole process, and um, I've, I've got to know this, this guy and this family really, really well. And, um, again, BYU is going to be – it, he'll be an asset to BYU. It's 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 going to be fun. Who was the previous school? Uh, I'll let Kyle say that if he wants to say okay. that. Okay. 
Okay, fair enough. Mike Littlewood with us in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about the uh, the current status of your BYU baseball team uh, before we let you go. One game back of the top four right now after winning two of three on the road at LME. You're eight and seven. But the thing that we've talked about before, Coach, is you're, you've played most of the higher tier of the West Coast Conference, and you have yeah. an eight and seven record. So how do you feel about your chances to really make a run here, knowing that you've got, uh, other than San Francisco, the lower half of the conference remaining? Yeah, well, and you look at San Francisco, they're, they're playing very, very well. San Francisco has played the lower half of the, of the schedule. They played, uh, I believe, Gonzaga, but they still have to play, San, I believe, San Diego and Pepperdine and Loyola. So all those teams have to play each other. And you're right, we've played, we've played as the coaches vote. I mean, we're talking about as the coaches vote preseason. The top four, Loyola was picked to win at San Diego second and Pepperdine third, uh, Gonzaga fourth, I believe. We've played all those teams. And, you won three and again, of four series against yeah, those we, four. Yeah, we've won, uh, we've won two of three against uh, four, four of those five teams. And so, yeah, we, we love it, but we have to take care of business, especially next weekend. We have this weekend for, when offer finals, but next weekend against San, San Francisco is going to be huge. It's uh, If we can win that series, I mean, that really kind of solidifies it for us. But, again, they throw two, two lefty starters that uh, kind of, you know, that we – are some of our better hitters, Yuri and Robinson and, and Lund are left-handed guys, so that's a, that's a decent, decent matchup for them. Um, but, you know, we've, we've faced left-handers and we've handled them fairly well. So it's going to be a tough series. It's going to be a, a great series, uh, one, one that we have to win two or three, no doubt. Mike, congratulations on the signing. We will talk to Kyle Dean coming up in about 15 minutes on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, enjoy the week off. Go beat Utah and then beat San Francisco. Sounds good. Got practice in half an hour. All right. All no, right. no days off, man. <laughs> Got to go right. practice. No, yeah, there are no days off. Thanks, guys. You got it. BYU basketball coach Dave Rose up next. He's looking to fill a position on his coaching staff. What exactly is he looking for in an assistant to replace Mark Pope? We'll ask him that very question next on BYU Sports Nation. Kyle Dean. That's a great name, All man. All-America. BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. As always, you can download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. Listen up. Huge matches tomorrow and Saturday, Friday and Saturday at 9 Eastern time in the Smithfield House. Number one Hawaii's in town. They need to win both to secure the MPSF championship. Meanwhile, BYU needs wins for seeding in the quarterfinal, which is next week. So check it out on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Friday and Saturday, 9 Eastern time, number six BYU versus number one Hawaii. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, Go Fast, Go Hard edition. The Mountain West Conference announcing Friday night football schedule for TV yesterday. BYU at San Jose State, Friday, November 6th, 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Get a nap. Phil Steele has three BYU opponents in his top 25. Number 11, UCLA, 19, Missouri. Number 23, Boise State. Jimmer Fredette and the New Orleans Pelicans in the NBA playoffs for the first time in four years. After a win against the San Antonio Spurs last night, hashtag free Jimmer. Maybe they'll break them out in the playoffs. Uh, and BYU softball hosts a doubleheader against Southern Utah tonight, 6 Eastern time on BYU TV. In Studio B right now, BYU basketball head coach Dave Rose, fresh off an epic speaking performance at the BYU basketball banquet. <laughs> coach, you, you stole the show. Welcome back to Studio B. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I think our, our seniors uh, were kind of the stars of the night. It was, uh, it was a good night. Those banquets are always... A little bit emotional, especially when you have a group of guys that were so uh, involved in the success of your season and the success of their careers. I mean, it was it was awesome to hear you know Ty and Sky and Josh and um, uh, Anson, and then uh, Matt Freeman, our <laughs> esteemed manager who's been with us forever. Is 
he's moving on. So uh, there'll be a lot of a lot of new faces next year. You're trying to replace Mark Pope and Cody Figer right now. Uh, what kind of attributes are you looking for, especially in Mark Pope's assistant coach position? Well, I think the most important thing is uh, I've been here at BYU for 18 years, and I, I understand that there's a lot of qualified ap- applicants and, and a lot of people who would like to come and work with these guys. Uh, and I think right now it's it's really appealing because – uh, of the the future of uh, the you know the next three or four years, it, it looks really good as far as our roster is concerned. Um, I think the most important thing here is to get someone who fits fits BYU and fits uh, um, you know the, just our culture and what we like to do. And then experience is really key. Experience in all different areas. Uh, our staff is really diverse, and we can. We could go through and, and kind of align all kinds of assignments with any of the guys and make it work, but uh, the chemistry of our staff is key in these hires, and uh, we're going to miss these two guys. They were they were awesome, and, and uh, you know Cody's getting a chance to be on the floor and move up in his career, and obviously Mark with a chance to, to have his own show, and, and it'll be fun to be able to have it so close and be able to kind of watch and monitor and see how he does. Are you still on pace to uh, replace his position by uh, the end of the month? Well, he, he, I'm on pace to replace it like a couple weeks ago. Okay, but uh, there's a procedure, and uh, as we go through that, um, hopefully that it can be, you know, as close to the the first of the month as possible. I I would anticipate now that we may even go a little bit further, maybe a week or two into May. But uh, we're excited to get guys here and get them started and get going. Procedures at BYU? What? <laughs> uh, next year without Tyler Hawes, and then you insert Kyle Davis, you hope Jamal Ates is healthy and, and all that. How does the dynamic of the offense specifically change next year? Well, the dynamics will be different because Ty has been so consistent for us for so many years. And uh, it'll be similar to when Lee Kamard left. And what are we, you know, how is that going to happen? Because Lee was a huge piece in that thing. And then Noah Hartsock, you know, and his deal when Jimmer left. There, there's that's the beauty of of you know the, this job is that you get a chance to to uh, to kind of change and work through and play through with different guys. We're really excited about our kids coming off missions. I think that that uh, you know Nick Emery and uh, Braden Shaw and uh, Jacob Hartsock, uh, Corey Calvert. Those are all guys that uh, can come in with real offensive abilities, and we'll see how they fit. But the returning guys. Jake Toulson is a guy that we didn't see a lot of on the floor this year, but is a really talented offensive player. Uh, you know, Kyle Davis can score. I think you're going to see Jamal and and, and uh, you know and his abilities. So it'll be you know the, the the most important thing is the chemistry and how you put it all together, and uh, that'll be kind of our challenge here in the next four or five months. And the biggest challenge right now will to be actually to put the roster together and see who you know who are the guys that. Uh, you know, are in, who are the guys that, you know, maybe uh, can see something different for themselves. We'll figure all that out here in the next month or so. So are you facing a situation uh, like this year in terms of another expanded roster? I think there were 18 guys on the roster at one point. Yeah, that that happened, uh, you know, basically, you know, not by design, okay? Uh, But with with Kyle's injury and his uncertainty, we kept a couple guys – uh, that, that that maybe in in the past you know we would have uh, been pretty sure about the minutes and how it was going to work and that became really uh, unpredictable and uh, and then late in the summer when we had some mission uh, decision changes and didn't want to lose those guys those guys yeah. are 
um, you know, terrific players when they were slotted in for a couple of years down the road, but we're able to get them in on this year's roster. And so um, I would anticipate that the roster would be a lot shorter this year, but we'll see. You never know. Uh, you, you want your players uh, to get better in the offseason. How does a coach get better in the offseason? Well, I think that's a really good question. I think that's one of the things that uh, we do as a staff. I really believe that every day you kind of come in that office and you're, you're motivated by you know how you can you get better players. And so that's a recruiting issue, and you're always out there. And then how you can get your players better, and that's a development effort, uh, issue. And then how you can get yourself in a better position to, to be more prepared to coach your team. And that's, you know, all self-development, what you do watching film, what you do with your own players, uh, reviewing things from last season, uh, and then uh, and then trying to, you know, there's a lot of interaction with your staff and trying to find what parts of this assignment are best for each person with this group of guys. And, and there'll be a lot of that this, this summer, especially with some new additions. And you consult with your wife, of course. Yeah, of course. Sure. <laughs> now, uh, how much will your summer schedule be affected by the uh, renovations that are coming to the Marriott Center? Well, the the actual production, the work won't be affected at all. The guys will still have the time, and it just will be in a different location. The Marriott Center has been, uh, it is, and will continue to be, which is one of the beautiful things about this annex situation, is that that Marriott Center floor is still our primary floor and uh, we'll get moved out for, for, but sometimes when you get, you know, a practice facility that becomes your primary facility. And then, you know, you, you your venue of where you play, you know, you, it's really hard to get in, but uh, you know, they've, they've kind of put this together. So it's a, it's a two cart, two court facility, one in the practice facility, one in the Marriott center. And we'll just do a lot in the Richards building, a lot in the field house. Scheduling will be really key. So our new D ops guy, that comes in, and it'll be really important to get him on board as quick as possible. Coach, great to have you. Make sure you have your wristband uh, when you, when you <laughs> yeah. head over to the <laughs> one, one more summer of the wristband. Exactly. <laughs> thanks for coming in, Studio right. B, Coach. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. The update on BYU basketball, and we remind you, with the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at cougarclub.com, and welcome to the club. Up next, he's an Under Armour All-American, perfect game All-American, and a potential first-round draft pick in the major leagues. He'll be soon be donning a BYU jersey. Kyle Dean joins the show on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Doing it big on a Thursday. Had a great show today. Mike Littlewood, baseball oh. coach, announcing an Under Armour All-American. Dave Rose just in studio, BYU basketball head coach. Big time show. And tonight, it continues. Softball, 6 Eastern, BYU TV. BYU sports. versus Southern Utah. Yeah, sports all the time. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what do you think about BYU football playing non-Saturday games? That is our Twitter question today. At Kristen1258 says, oh, actually, you know what? <laughs> we're gonna, we're going to go baseball here. She's not yeah, answer, but, she's not answering no, the question. No, the, the new trending topic is Kyle Dean. Absolutely. What's your reaction to BYU baseball signing Kyle Dean? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Under Armour All American, and she says this: phenomenal that Kyle Dean has signed with BYU baseball. It will be an exciting year to watch his contributions to the team. Amen, sister. At Eric Cabina, excellent. Welcome to the BYU Cougars. And we bring in now the Under Armour and 2014 Perfect Game All-American Kyle Dean to BYU Sports Nation. Kyle, welcome to the show. 
Thank you. How's it going, guys? Fantastic. Great now. Yeah, we're, we're good, man. <laughs> we got the great news from Mike Littlewood. Feeling uh, fantastic about uh, the prospect of you in a BYU baseball uniform. Uh, why did you ultimately decide to decommit and then pick BYU? Yeah, well, um, I was committed to the University of San Diego previously. Um, like Coach Lewis said, I was committed. Uh, they were recruiting me uh, before I committed to USD. Um, you know, I was committed. Um, and then towards the end, I decided I was going to decommit. It was actually two days before signing day. Um, but, you know, Coach Littlewood was one of the first people that called me. Um, kind of showed how much uh, he liked me and thought of me as a player. Um, you know, I took my official visit uh, very shortly after. Uh, fell in love with Provo again. Um, Coach uh, Coach Littlewood, the whole coaching staff, uh, I think are great, great people and obviously great coaches. What Coach Littlewood did at Dixie from taking from a JUCO to D2, uh, really impressive. Um, you know, uh, Mr. Homo and Mr. Santiago, the ADs, um, I talked to them. Uh, they were fully behind the baseball program. Um, you know, I think it starts from the top. You know, I just I was so comfortable. And, um, you know, I just I didn't want to go anywhere else. Uh, I knew BYU was a special place, and I wanted to help the program. So that's why I chose it. Kyle, rare is the time where BYU gets an All-American out of high school that is not LDS. Um, but your dad went here. I guess what, what influenced you to still want to come to BYU and have that experience? Um, you know, my, my dad didn't really pressure me at all, um, at all, honestly. Um, but, you know, I kind of, I kind of lived with values. Um, so, you know, being a non-member is not an issue for me. Um, you know, USD is Catholic school. Um, I was going to have to take Catholic classes anyways. So learning the Mormon religion is not an issue for me. Um, I'm really excited. Um, yeah, I just... I was really comfortable. Like this is what I said. How has uh, the acceptance of BYU Sports Nation been thus far? Uh, when you announced that you were coming up here, uh, it's been unbelievable. Um, you know, I tweeted out that I was coming, and uh, one of my good friends, Kyle Van Noy, tweeted it. So that's probably helped me a ton. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, it's been unbelievable. Just kind of how I've never even heard or heard of these people and. So many Cougar fans have uh, you know, reached out, told me congratulations, and been very uh, appreciative of my decision. And you know, it's been it's been really really fun. It's been very uh, welcoming. Well, the reaction on Twitter is big. Uh, people are very excited about you. Uh, and in that tweet that you sent announcing that you had committed to BYU, you used the hashtag BYUSN. Props, brother, for I using to be our on hashtag. The show. Of course, I did. That was fantastic. This is just a taste of what awaits you at BYU. <laughs> you, you have signed into a worldwide fraternity. You just mentioned Kyle Van Noy. What is, uh, what's your specific relationship with Kyle Van Noy? First of all, we have the greatest name in the universe. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, no, Kyle Van Noy, he's an absolute beast. Um, you know, he kind of, you know, he talked to me, took the time to talk to me and tell me about his experiences at BYU. And, you know, he was getting recruited by every other school. Um, in the nation and why he chose BYU. Um, you know, I found it really interesting. And, you know, he's such a great guy that, uh, you know, you just you got to love him. So, uh, no, he's been really helpful. And he's actually one of the first people that I called when I told him that I committed. And, you know, he said he got the chills and was so happy for me and kind of reminded him of when it was like when he, was, uh, when he committed too. So, no, it's been really cool. 
I have to ask, Kyle, you're, you're so good it's anticipated that you'll be drafted the first day on June 8th with the Major League Baseball draft. Uh, what will go into this, the decision for you to either take a pro contract or come to BYU? You know, I really haven't even thought about the draft. You know, you may think I'm crazy enough, but <laughs> I really have been just focusing on my high school team and winning a CIF championship. I haven't done that yet. Um, I'm at a new school, new team, and we have a lot of young players on my team. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of sophomores. I think five out of our eight position players are sophomores. So I just want to be a good role model to them. Uh, I've experienced a lot of things throughout my achievement, I guess, with Under Armour and all that stuff, and try to help those kids. And eventually, when I say yeah, you know, I'm going to Alaska this summer for collegiate uh, summer ball league, um, and then I'm going to BYU this fall. That's that's a given. Um, it's going to take a lot of life-changing money. Um, what happens on draft day happens. I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, there's been many, many first-round picks that you know didn't even go to the third round or whatever. You just you just never know. So um, no, I'm really I'm really just focused on my high school team right now and this season, and then going straight to Alaska and then coming straight to BYU. And you know that's all I'm thinking about right now. Whatever happens, happens. I'll uh, you know. I'll adjust or, you know, I'll decide whenever that comes around. So, Kyle Dean with us. Uh, are you in Rancho Bernardo right now? Is that where you are currently? Yes, I go to Rancho Bernardo High School. Okay, correct. so Rancho Bernardo High School has quite the uh, legacy of baseball and sending guys to the big leagues. For those that aren't familiar with, uh, with who has come before you and what kind of, uh, I guess, that le- uh, the legacy is, can, can you explain to us how Rancho Bernardo baseball has gotten uh, affiliated with high-profile hardball? Uh, well, the first person you think of is Cole Hamels. Uh, you know, he's our. You know, he's been really nice. He actually donated some New Balance gear and some uh, Louisville bats. Um, so, and then uh, last year we had a first overall pick, Alex Jackson. The year before that we had a second overall pick, Jose Cato, went to the Yankees. Um, can't tell you how many other first round picks there have been. One guy just got called up this uh, past week, uh, Luke Dykstra. Or Alan, yeah, Luke Dykstra with the Rays. Um, so you know, we they produce. It's kind of they say it's the baseball factory of Southern California. Um, Coach Blaylock is unbelievable, and his whole coaching staff. I've learned so much uh, professional stuff in this I don't know, four months that I've been playing baseball. So um, no, it's a great, great baseball environment to be in. Well, Kyle, congratulations on uh, signing with BYU. I know BYU Sports Nation is extremely excited at the prospect of you coming here. And good luck with your high school season and beyond. Hey, thank you very much. All right, Kyle Dean, we will be following you. Great to talk to you on BYU Sports Nation. Big time. That's a big-time recruit. I mean, that, that's, yes. that's equal to or greater than some of these, the, the Ben Olsen, Jay Keeps, Tanner Mangum types. No, listen, that, listen. And, and you're is... thinking right now, like, oh, BYU swung and missed on those, pun intended, with baseball. That the kid could be drafted in June the 8th first round and then take pro money, but his answer was fair. It'd have to take a lot of money for him not to come here. He said, I'm coming to BYU in the fall. That's a given. Oh, he's committed, dude. He's committed. I love it. A late night game, a doubleheader, and a cougar in the playoffs. All that and more in the whip next. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. 
Then whip it. Yeah. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. <laughs> Earlier on BYU Sports Nation, moments ago, in fact, BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood announced the signing of All-American player Kyle Dean. He's 6'2", 225, from Rancho Bernardo High School in San Diego. Big time get for the Cougars. Football. The Mountain West Conference announced their Friday night football schedule for the upcoming season on television. One of those games announced, BYU at San Jose State on Friday, November 6th at 11.30 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Network. Softball. Not as late. Tonight, softball hosts Southern Utah, 6 Eastern time on BYU TV. Golf. Both the men's and women's golf teams finished in fifth place at the West Coast Conference Tournament. Alexandra White of women's golf, the low BYU golfer, she finished eighth overall. Cole Ogden finished 15th on the men's side. Track and field. Today, the Mount Sac relays begin. They go through Saturday. Cougars in the association. Details. Jimmer Fredette and the New Orleans Pelicans made the NBA playoffs by beating the San Antonio Spurs last night. That was a Pelican noise, by the way. The Pelicans are in... in, (laughs) You threw me off. Are the eighth seed and will face the Warriors in the first round. Also tonight, the Good WNBA luck. draft. We'll see if Morgan Bailey will be one of 36 players drafted. How about how about that? There's a chance for back-to-back WNBA draft picks out of BYU. That'd be awesome. Coming up tomorrow, Brendan Sander of the men's volleyball team and Luke Maki from rugby. Rise and shout today brought to you by Dexter and Dexter help when you need it most. Dexterlaw.com. It goes to Kyle Dean. Yeah. Big time get. I mean, I mean great guest, cute. great the, interview. The, the fact that he is not LDS and is an All-American and came to BYU is big time. This does not happen very often, so I think this is a huge thing for the Cougars. Yeah, I almost want and that And hopefully to... he actually comes here. I, he could be drafted in the Major League Baseball draft and go, but he <laughs> sounds really committed to BYU, which is awesome. Hey, thanks for our guests today, Mike Littlewood, Dave Rose, Kyle Dean, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. If you missed that interview... Download the show podcast and listen to it with Kyle Dean. It was awesome. The show on demand always on BYUtv.org and BYUsportsNation.com. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Stetson Banks. We're back to work at noon Eastern tomorrow.